stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Folks, this is important. Time is of the essence. So today I'm announcing we'll be issuing a safer at home order tomorrow. It's not something I wanted to do, and it's not something I take lightly. We're all in this together, and we need to help stop the spread of COVID-19 and flatten the curve to ensure that our doctors and nurses and healthcare workers have the opportunity to do their important work. You can still go out and take a walk, go for a bike ride, walk the dogs. It's good exercise and it's good for everybody's mental health, but please don't take any other unnecessary trips and limit your travel to essential needs like going to the doctor, grabbing groceries, or getting medication. Workers providing essential care or services in our communities will be allowed to continue to travel to and from work. There will be additional details tomorrow about what this order means for you. This is a challenging time, but we will get through it, and we all have to work together. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined as always by Miles Danhausen. How's it going, Miles? It's going good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's a cloudy day, but the thermometer is up, so that's good. If you want to get outside, it's a good day to walk around. We're going to start, as we always do uh, in our coverage of COVID-19, with the state numbers. Uh, They update every afternoon. Miles, can you let us know what the state numbers for COVID-19 are today? Sure. I just got off a conference call with the the governor and his uh, Department of Health Services secretary. The good news is that there are still no no, uh, cases in Door or Kewanee counties and still just the three in Brown County. So we haven't seen a, a rapid spread there. We do have 35 new cases overall today, bringing the state's total to 416. That's somewhat encouraging in that since the last time we spoke, from Saturday to Sunday, they had reported almost 100 new cases. Uh, So it seemed like it was starting to really pick up, but uh, just 35. And they reported fewer negative tests as well. And they, they couldn't say what that caused, what they would attribute that to, other than that they would say that it it was not due as best as they know, to a lack of available tests. So they said it might have been maybe people are with symptoms are now starting to stay home and kind of heed those the advice to not come in unless you really need to. That was the, the update from the state. They did also give another ballpark number. Um, they think that, they're, that the hospitalization rate for positive tests right now in Wisconsin is right around 10%. And that nationwide, it's sitting around 12%. So of all those tested, the ones that are positive are coming in at about 10 to 12% are being hospitalized, which is a little lower than those initial numbers indicated, which is would lead you to believe that would be less of a less of a burden on the healthcare system than the worst case scenario. But from all the reports coming in, in the major, especially in the hotspots, uh, some of those hospitals are really, really worried about getting overwhelmed probably in like seven to nine days. Uh, Speaking of Governor Tony Evers today, he tweeted that uh, he will be announcing an official safer at home measure starting tomorrow. Uh, This will mean a lot of different things. It's a little bit different from a shelter in place order. Uh, It seems like it's a little bit less extreme than that. But Miles, what do you have in terms of details for what the safer at home order will mean tomorrow? Well, I was just on a on that conference call with the governor. Uh, it went on for about an hour with uh, several of the members of his cabinet as well. And um, 
I can't say that I got a heck of a lot more clarity than we got from that tweet this morning. He said he's announcing all businesses should close except for those deemed essential businesses. Well, then the question obviously is, what is an essential business? And this is a question that I immediately started getting asked from uh, a lot of different restaurant owners, landscaping companies, construction companies started texting or posting on Facebook or sending me other messages. I regret to inform them that I didn't get a ton of clarity, except that he did say restaurants should expect to continue to operate as they have been for the last week, which is um, allowance for takeout and delivery orders. So I think for the restaurant side of it, it's it's no different than it's been for the last several days. He did not answer specifically how it was going to shake out for construction companies, landscapers, retail outlets, things like that. There were some questions about, you know, what do you do now when you you have these orders, you have this minimal grouping order that's out there, and then you have everyone going to grocery stores. It's your only place you're kind of allowed to go. Now you're getting dozens, if not hundreds of people in these grocery stores and these Walmarts and Targets and things like that. So um, didn't really have an answer for that other than to say, like, people should be going grocery shopping once per week. Get your needs. Don't make superfluous trips. Um, his message was just right. stay home as much as you possibly can. With the official order tomorrow, do you think we'll have a better idea of what businesses are essential? I should hope so, because <laughs> these businesses are going to need clarity. What he did say is, and, and what a lot of the reporters on the call were wondering, is like, okay, what do you do? So should businesses just tell people to stay home tomorrow? Or do they open their doors as usual and wait for the word? And essentially, it became the latter. Like, whenever they make this announcement tomorrow and deem what's an essential and non-essential business, they're not going to tell work like businesses they got to close up shop immediately and send everybody home. So essentially, this order, um, for all intents and purposes, will not go into effect until Wednesday. Okay. Then I wonder how places like Walmart and Target will be classified. You know what I mean? I'm thinking down in Sturgeon Bay, you have Econo Foods and Pick and Save, and you've got the Piggly Wiggly up north. Those are grocery stores, but Walmart and Target also have... Uh, have groceries. So my, my question is, are we going to see Walmart and Target closing? And then the question is like, how do people get other essentials that they need? Yeah, my hunch is that they won't. My takeaway from the, the conference today, call today, and I, I could be proven wrong, but it seemed like this is a measure by Evers, who admittedly said he does not want to do a hard closure. He's not going the California hard close, stay home, shelter in place type of order. He distinguished this from a shelter in place order. But I think what he, what the the governor's administration was trying to do is just really hammer home the point and the importance. I mean, we've been using the term social distancing and I saw this uh, great graphic last night um, on Twitter that I've been sharing a little bit and it's more to the extent of like using the term physical distancing. Um, because sure. social distancing is kind of like this, oh, what does that mean? Uh, like, okay, that's not a word we've used before, but people are understand physical distance. Like don't get up in my space. Um, so trying to use that term more often and be more concrete of like, don't just say, well, let's keep your distance from people, small groups. Okay. Don't get together with groups outside your family. <laughs> stay, unless you're an essential worker, stay home, go out for groceries and hunker down. And, uh, you can see it like people are kind of cracking on this already, even at there's reports today that the Trump administration is already starting to talk about peeling back this uh, the physical distancing talk and get the economy humming again because they're already nervous. So, like you can see how quickly our system 
um, when we start losing that money that we freak out and say, okay, well, maybe we, maybe we are willing to kill a few hundred thousand people to keep our economy humming. That's the legitimate conversation that's happening right now. Um, a lot of editorials over the last four or five days have come out to that effect. One of the things that those don't put on the table is this is really hard. Let's go back to normal. We don't have the option to go back to normal from all the, all the, uh, information that's out there. The other option is how many people are we going to let get sick? How many people are we going to let die? And who will those people be? Right. One other thing that I want to try to mention as well, when we talk about like going outside or going to the parks, um, and like bringing your family out to the parks, those types of activities are okay because you, you can maintain that distance with each other. When you're talking about going to get groceries or doing essential shopping or running errands, going to the post office, that kind of stuff. If at all possible, try to just send one family member out to do it. Uh, there's, there's people talking all over the place, even in Sturgeon Bay, of, of families coming in with their children and walking around Target and that kind of stuff. That, that is unnecessary exposure for everybody. If you're going to have to get groceries, send one person as a family representative to shop. Uh, if, you know, if you've got your parents up here too, maybe you can shop for both you and them, that kind of thing. Limit the amount of people who are actually physically in stores, in close proximities with people as much as possible. Because if you're bringing five people to the store, you're five times as likely to catch something. Right. Yeah, that's a great point, Andrew. I've been pretty limited and I haven't quite gone to the, okay, one shopping trip per week thing yet. I mean, I haven't gone out all that much other than to our office to record these and then home. But yeah, that's kind of the next step is to get a little more stringent with that. And then right. like you said, uh, like well, the parks, the parks are still open. Evers was very specific in saying, go for walks, get outside, take your dog out. Just don't gather in groups. Right. One other thing to talk about today, uh, last week or, or maybe even longer at this point, the federal tax filing date was extended, uh, but the state tax filing date was also extended recently uh, in Wisconsin. Do you have the dates for those? Yeah, uh, the tax date is now July 15th. So instead of ruining the dull days of early April, it will now ruin my 4th of July because I'm sure to procrastinate. But yes, we have until July 15th to file our state and federal taxes now. There's also cool. a lot of other things going on at the federal level that are, we're still waiting to see what, how it's all going to trickle, trickle down and, and what the final numbers will be for what the federal government decides to do in terms of a multi-trillion dollar economic boost package. Right. I'll give you my two cents. I'd say don't give a dime to the cru cruise lines. <laughs> um, uh, focus it on small businesses and resident citizens and, and people out of work. That would be my uh, quick editorial. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I, I just want to mention, uh, and we can mention it briefly here if we want to go into more depth on it later, we can. As talk of, you know, receiving checks is going around, as we are, uh, you know, requesting assistance for, for shopping, that kind of stuff, please keep your wits about you, especially like members of our more elderly community up here. There are, uh, there, there is a huge potential for people to scam people right now. Uh, the federal government is not going to ask for your social security number. They're not going to ask for your bank account information to give you a check. Uh, anybody who's shopping for you is not going to ask for your bank account information, that kind of stuff. Keep your head on a swivel. 
keep your head on a swivel right now. Uh, if, if something seems fishy, it probably is. So make sure that you are communicating with trusted sources and not giving out your information uh, during this time. Nobody needs your social security number in the next couple of weeks. So if somebody is calling and asking you for personal information, try to verify the source before you start giving it out. I know that people are afraid and are, are desperate for any sort of assistance they can get right now. Uh, but just take a step back and really examine the phone calls that you're getting or the emails that you're getting over the next week, uh, because this is a pretty fragile time for everybody. And that means that people are, are more susceptible for falling for scams. Yeah, it's great advice, Andrew, and, a, and an important reminder. I've heard some business owners say that they've heard from people that they've gotten these calls or these emails thinly veiled as government sources and things like that. But yeah, that's really great advice for people to keep an eye on right now. Uh, anything else that people should know about today before we wrap up, Miles? Um, there was one other thing that came in this uh, afternoon is Liberty Grove has made an official um, statement to encourage people who own second homes to please not come to Liberty Grove. There's no enforcement mechanism on this. They're, they're not like patrolling, telling people they got to leave, but it's just encouraging another example of uh, communities, encouraging people to stay where you are. Don't look to come up to Door County unless you are already here. Just trying to limit the spread as much as possible. I did not get a chance to ask the governor if they've considered closing off Door County or Washington Island, but I, I really wanted to and just see if that's even been something they've discussed if t is taking the areas where there have been no positive tests. If they've if there's any thought to kind of quarantining those air areas, I don't know if that's the right call or not, but it is an interesting medical strategy of like, all right, let's make sure this place is clean and grow from there kind of idea. But you would also need to have tons of tests available if you're going to follow that strategy. So um, right. unfortunately did not get a chance to, I'm just curious if that's even something that is being discussed at those higher levels or if that's a pipe dream type of idea. I don't know if dream is the right way to say that. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing that I like to echo is, you know, follow the, the county's advice. If you're not in Door County, please don't come to Door County. If you have to come to Door County, pick up all of your supplies before you get here. Uh, if, if your plan is to come up here to your second home or your timeshare or your condo or whatever and isolate yourself or serve out your quarantine, make sure that you're stocking up on all your supplies before you get here because you being in Door County is not the risk. It's you coming in contact with people at grocery stores, at gas stations, that kind of stuff. Uh, that's where the risk is associated. So if you're going to come up here and you're going to isolate yourself and you're going to serve out uh, your your quarantine, please make sure that you're stocking up on all your supplies before you come. And you know, like one, I had a, a moment yesterday that made this start to feel especially real. Um, my mother, who's in her late 70s, had the chills yesterday. And of course, you immediately start going, oh, is that like a flu symptom? Is or Does she have a fever? You start going through all these calculations and then you go, should we take her to the hospital? Well, if there are contagions, they're most likely at the hospital. So what are you exposing her to by taking her in? Um, then should it be my dad doing that or should it be me because I'm younger and healthier? And if I go in there and then catch it, um, then it's me. And then you start thinking, oh, wait, if we took my mom in and she got admitted, would we be able to go visit her? It was uh, it only lasted about 45 minutes. Luckily, the chills went away. She was fine. Um, but. Uh, just kind of a personal anecdote in those 45 minutes there were so many different decisions that came into play that normally would not 
Normally in that situation, you just immediately call the doctor and probably take her in as a precaution. Now you have to weigh all these other factors. And I just, it just immediately sent me down this line of what if my, my mother in, in many ways is relatively healthy. So all those people who are not that healthy, how many Americans, right. how many millions of people around the world, but just in Wisconsin are having that kind of calculus every day right now. Um, and that's why it's, I'm, I'm right. just really hopeful that we address this from a public health standpoint, first and foremost, and the economy, economic part is scary for everybody. Um, it's one of the few times when we really are all in this mostly together. I mean, even people who are extremely wealthy are pretty damn nervous about losing their extreme wealth. And then the people who aren't, who are on the edge of society are, um, really, really worried about just falling through the cracks and, and losing whatever stability they had somehow cobbled together. But we're all feeling nervousness of some kind right. or another. So, but, but more than any of that economic calculus is just the, the health healthcare concerns that everyone has and that everyone will struggle with if this continues to spread. Right. Well, I think that that's going to do it for us today, Miles. Uh, everybody listening, keep your chin up, go outside if you haven't today. Breathe some fresh air. Uh, try to try to think some positive thoughts, and uh, we will see you with another update tomorrow. Thank you, Miles, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. All right, thank you, Andrew.